Thanks for joining me on Becoming Undamaged. I'm your host, Mia Corliss, and I'm looking forward to sharing another great episode with you today. I've just one small favor to ask before we get started. If you're enjoying the episodes, please go to your preferred podcast platform and hit subscribe or follow. You can also set up the auto download function that will ensure you don't miss another episode. You can help out by following and commenting on Becoming Undamaged, which can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you so much for getting behind my mission to share Becoming Undamaged to anyone who wants to come along on the journey. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Undamaged with Mia. This is episode 11, Living Your Truth, part two. It's a follow-on from part one, where I talk about how I got started on my own journey of living my truth. And in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, um, how to start that journey if you are interested in it yourself, um, how to go on that journey when others around you are not, and also how to spot others who are not living their truth and if that is having an impact on you. Um, As usual with all of my episodes, they're generally... uh, Somebody asked me actually a while ago like they said oh do you need ideas for your podcast and I sort of politely said oh no I'm good like I literally have so many ideas but I find it comes to me in at certain times in certain ways I'll sort of go now is the right time so I definitely had that living your truth as an episode and the part two but um, I'm sort of was inspired to get on with part two after um, a recent encounter. And uh, I know I speak about this in the damaged relationships episode, which is one of the earlier ones. Uh, I speak a lot about truth in that one too. Um, But yeah, I thought I would keep the ball rolling with... um, the truth and see where that takes us and hopefully you too. Um, Firstly, I wanted to start with people who are not living their truth. Now, I don't want it to come across as a sort of arrogance like, well, I am and you aren't. And it's not about that at all. It really only has an impact if it has an impact. So if there is somebody in your life who is not being fully themselves or fully open and honest with you, them not living their truth has a direct impact on you. And sometimes that can be very damaging. The way that you can see that is sometimes it could be a person who's just going to outright lie to you, to your face. I feel that the most common situation that I've been involved in is the lying by omission and that's a really interesting thing I think I could almost write a whole episode on the lying by omission and what that looks like what that sounds like uh, how people are able to justify that and we could get into a whole debate about how wrong or right that actually is Um, the way that I have come across that is that they will allow you to presume that something is a certain way. So as long as you go along with thinking 
this is the way something is, they're not going to correct you. Um, I've been in a situation um, years ago where the response given was, well, you never directly asked me that exact question. And that's the way they justified being able to hold on to something that they should have. It it should have been an open conversation. Um, When questioned, they might offer excuses or they'll tell you bits and pieces of the story, parts of the story. Or um, I've also been in a situation where they've told me like, a major, major breach of relationship trust occurred, but it was not um, brought up because the person confessed that they broke my camera. So it was like, oh, I'm feeling really guilty. I've, I feel so bad. I shouldn't have done this. I'm, I, I, I'm scared about telling you. I'm so sorry. Um, but I've broken your camera. And of course, I'm like, no, that's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. That can be replaced. Meanwhile, the actual truth was like multiple adulterous like situations. So sometimes you'll get part of the truth. Um, And it's sort of, I believe that alleviates their sense of guilt. Like I am actually confessing something and that allows them to keep the other part. Uh, another really common um, behavior is um, that changing the topic to something else. So very quickly, it might be brushed aside and um, and then they'll change it and ask you a question about yourself. In these situations, which I did not do, um, you need to trust your gut. If you become really unsure about a fact and you're questioning yourself and and something isn't feeling right, I would say more than more likely than not, you are not being told the complete truth. In these situations, the damaging part can come when it's um, quite serious uh, abuse of trust, I would say. And the worst way is when you're actually blamed. So you ask if they have done something, they deny it, they go as far to blame you for not trusting them and how dare you question me and if you don't trust me and you're questioning this, then what kind of relationship do we have? And then you end up apologising that then allows them to get away with it. And then that cycle of dishonesty continues. So they would continue with the lies. You try to question, you start to question your own, your own um, sort of sense of reality. And I think now the big buzzword is the, is gaslighting. Um, call it that if you want to call it. Uh, it. It's a cycle of dishonesty. And the best thing to do is to get out of that if you can. Overall, you need to trust yourself. If something feels off, it's because it is. Um, I'm in a, in a place now where I'm not afraid to call people out on it. So if I've been um, allowed to believe something was a certain way or if I've had a feeling that something wasn't quite right or wasn't quite truthful, not afraid to speak up for myself, um, to call them out on it, 
to set the new boundaries and I think that is okay. I think it's it's actually really healthy to be in that space. Um, and for those who are not living their truth, like that is on them. They have to go to sleep at night knowing that what they're doing isn't right and um, that's not my place to to correct that. That's up to them and 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 the way that they will move their way through life. So if you are around somebody who isn't living their truth, you know, they're generally not happy with themselves. You'll generally see they're not looking after themselves. They may even blame other people around them. Um, There's a whole heap of different things that you can see, you know, when people aren't truly being the version of themselves that they want to be. And that's the thing. It's I've lived in that space where I wasn't living my truth so I know when you aren't you don't feel good about yourself you're not feeling good inside and and I think we're not we don't all um that doesn't come out as you know the big stuff as in like the big lying and deceiving other people but it can be that you are lying to yourself you are telling yourself that it's okay and that you're fine and that you're happy and you're justifying all these things to yourself but you're really not truthfully inside um I think yeah don't be afraid to speak up for yourself you're living your reality they're living their reality if it doesn't feel right to you it's because it isn't right and you shouldn't feel worried about questioning that. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about was living your truth when others around you aren't. And again, it's not about, you know, questioning what other people are doing. It's just having an awareness of where you are and where they are. And this can be really difficult as you start to tune into who you really are, you you might start making some changes within your life and you may end up losing some people in your life. That's That has certainly happened to me. Um, I think people are used to a version of you. Like everybody knows who you are. They have this thought about this is who that person is and that's what they do and that's how they operate and that's the norm. And then someone starts changing and that can be confronting. That version of you that they know makes them feel safe. They know where they stand with you, that you're predictable. This is who you are. This is what you've always done. This is how you've always been. Then you start to change and that's confronting for a couple of reasons. One, it can make them feel a little bit unsafe or insecure in that relationship in terms of how you're going to react and treat them and be around them. But it may also force them to confront things that they are putting up with or things that they are not taking action on and they know that they should be. Um, a really simple example of this I'm actually thinking about, and I've spoken about his podcast, um, Craig Harper and the You Project he there was an episode oh, years ago that I listened to and it was talking about 
um, really overweight people and when they go and make that change and and maybe their entire family is overweight as well and one member of the family starts to make that big shift and then, you know, just talking about the dynamics of how people handle that. Some people may celebrate that but some may find that confronting. Some may feel that uh, more, more guilty that they're not doing that. Uh, others may become hurtful as a way of dealing with their own feelings. Um, so, you know, and that can happen in, in anything in your life that you are changing. It may be a career change. It may be a change to your relationship status. Uh, I guess in dealing with people who are maybe not changing or not open to change and not on the same path as you, the only thing I can recommend is to handle it with kindness, understanding and compassion. We're all on our own journeys. Um, we will all change if and when we need to. We come to change and realisation in our own time, regardless of whether we may be in, even in the same and the same relationship together. One may change and one may not. Um, so you can't actually force anyone, of course, to come on the journey with you. You can be there to encourage them perhaps, but you've got to be doing that on your own. And I think accepting that others may not be in that same space as you, understanding that others potentially won't go searching for their truth. I 100% will say it is easier not to do the things. It is so much easier to sit in misery and unhappiness and like, oh no, that's too hard and I'm not going to do that. Just sit in your safe zone, way easier but it is very unfulfilling and it's not going to get you what you want. You're not going to overall be feeling great about yourself and your life if you're sitting in that. Um, but still, some people are drawn to their own sort of, I guess it's their own story about themselves and their lives and what they could and could actually achieve and what they could actually be and they're happy to sit with that they're not open to personal discovery or change and and that's actually okay all you can do is offer support and encourage if they want it and then switch that focus onto yourself and perhaps be the light for them to follow if they need it or if they're looking for it um, the third thing I wanted to cover was sort of the beginning of living your own truth. I feel that sometimes it can be either maybe a giant catapult in a traumatic life event terms, or it might be the slow and gentle nagging that just doesn't go away. It was definitely the latter for me. Like, yes, I've had really difficult life events through my life on and off. But it was definitely that nagging for me. There was this internal unhappiness and a feeling in my gut. So every time I was in a situation that went against my values, every time I said yes when I actually wanted to say no, 
Every time I felt someone wasn't telling the truth, but I allowed them to convince me otherwise. Uh, It shows up in so many parts of life. Sometimes it could be the things that you're not doing that you know you should be, um, or the things that make you feel good. Like I think it was, I don't even want to actually try to work out how many years I didn't go to the beach and swim at the beach. It was like I was punishing myself. And it was a whole thing around body image, which it that's on on another episode list. Um, but it it I would be at the beach fully dressed, not going in the water, not enjoying myself, feeling absolutely miserable because it was not what I wanted to be doing yet. That's what I was doing. That was a constant nagging. I think on the flip side to that, when you know you're living your truth, it comes easy. It feels good. It feels fulfilling. It feels like, oh, yeah, that's right. I love this. That's how you know you're on the right track. Um, sometimes it might be things that you're that you do that you don't actually agree with. So hello to the people pleasers. I am one of them, or at least I have been one of them. I'm trying really hard to not be a people pleaser. People pleasers for sure. When you are saying that you will do something and you don't want to, that you are agreeing with someone just to keep them quiet, You are appeasing the people around you to avoid conflict, um, to allow them to make the decision so that you don't upset them in any way. That is not living your truth either. I think I did speak about that in the relationship episode where I literally changed the way I drank my coffee because I thought I would be judged over that. Like That is ridiculous. Um, I think there's, there's a certain level of, there's, there's two different types. Um, I do remember having this conversation. It's just actually come to me now about compromise and it was a difference of opinion. I said in this, with this particular person, I said, I believe that compromise is important and he's thoughts around compromise was that you should not never compromise yourself and we didn't agree at all on that I think when you are in a uh, relationship particularly something that's headed towards long term there's a level of compromise in terms of um, discussing an important issue and coming to an agreement and You know, I'm going to just quickly throw this out there. Maybe it's two parents with differing views on their children using technology. I'm just going with that because, of course, that's my case. Um, There needs to be a compromise. Like you generally aren't going to 
get your way 100% of the time and you shouldn't expect that, I don't believe, in a relationship. So there might be a compromise of, well, I don't really want the kids to have tech at all. You're fine with it. Can we come up with some boundaries around that? So I do think, um, you know, you're not compromising your values as such, but it's a bit of a... It's a difficult line when you are in a relationship with someone. You still want to both of you be who you truly need to be, but you have to have some level of respect and and compromise and conversation with your partner for sure. Um, In terms of the negative feelings around not living your truth, for me, I knew I was not living that person I needed to be living as the person I need to be that didn't make sense um I felt like a shell of myself like I was I do recall years ago having a conversation with a girlfriend about feeling like I was on a mouse wheel you're just moving through the motions of life it's not really a sense of purpose or enjoyment just doing what's needed like a constant nagging inside not It's difficult because it is actually hard to explain the feeling. But there was just something there that didn't feel good, that didn't feel right. Like I knew, but I also didn't know. I didn't know how to move through that or get out of that feeling, but it, it, it was there all the time. For me, I feel that the journey sort of started probably with yoga and meditation and I've mentioned that before Um, in one of my yoga sessions one of the teachers said yoga is about being with who you truly are you are literally laying on a mat in a quiet room you might have some uh, meditation music on in the background there's nothing there there's no distractions there's just you alone in the quiet with just your thoughts and during that time if you can really tune into meditation and and it may be that you're actually able to do this in your own home and that's great if you are but in those moments where you can really go in you're free to see yourself as who you want to be and you can't help it whatever comes up for you is what you are supposed to be Whatever feelings are coming up, whatever thoughts around, oh, I I could be doing this or I really want to do this, that's because it's true. That's because that's who you are. Um, you can see your yourself living the life of your dreams, doing the things you love and being the person who deep down you know you are on the inside and all these external things, these distractions these people this social media work whatever it might be all of those are distractions that is not you that is not your truth where you live your car your job your partner your children your house what it looks like that is not you that is not who you truly are They are things and people. Your truth is about tuning in to the real 
inner workings of yourself. Who are you inside? Everybody knows that. Everybody at some point closes their eyes and has to truly lay there knowing who they are. I think if you can dedicate some time to that and tune into what is coming up for you, I think for me, because there was a lot of, and this is on me, I wouldn't want to blame anyone for this, but I found myself in several situations where I doubted myself, I questioned whether I was good enough, I felt judged, all of these things. And then when I'm laying there on my yoga mat or doing a meditation at home, I'm going, no, that is not who I am. That was That is not my intention. I've always come across to this person with kindness and love and there were there was never any malice behind it um that I know that they're not telling me the truth I can feel that they're not telling me the truth I trust myself like all of those little things would come up in those quiet moments and The podcast is actually a really good example because I sat with this podcast thought and I think I mentioned it in one of the other episodes. I sat with this for a long time. I only verbalized it to one person last year that I would actually do it. And I had a nagging. Like it was almost... You know, it's it is actually how my brain works, and I'm working on it. It was very negative, to be honest with you. It was like, why aren't you doing that? You know what you want to do. It's all in your head. You've got all of these notes. You know what your it's going to be. You can see it. You have a name for it. When are you going to actually do it? Like I sat with that for years and years and years, knowing that that was something I wanted to do and needed to do. And then when I actually did it, that it was the first time I sat in my walk-in robe and spoke into a microphone and refused to edit it and put it out there, I walked away just going, that's what I meant to be doing. That's what feels amazing. That feels great. This is my thing. I've had it before. Um, you know, I remember um, leaving teaching for a little while. And then when I went back, I was back in the classroom. And I just I can just remember this feeling washing over me like, yes, this is my space. This is where I need to be. This is what I'm meant to be doing. I felt the same with, and I'll I'll probably always annoy my listeners talking about how much I love CrossFit, but I felt the same. I felt the same about CrossFit. I walk in there like, this is my place. I just love this. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm 
a 10 year old in the gymnasium at school, like I used to be, um, you know, that's when you know you're taking those steps. If those things that are really filling your bucket and you're walking away going, that felt so good, do more of that. And I'm going to flip it for a minute and talk about people. If you are walking away from spending time in someone's company and you are feeling like rubbish about yourself or just about the encounter, minimize your time with them. Cut it back. Start to spend time with people where you are walking away feeling great. Like they're really giving something back in terms of an energy exchange. I think it's also really relevant, and I've been working on this too, is to have those feelings on your own. Instead of sitting at home thinking, I don't have anything to do or anyone to see and nobody's messaging me, actually enjoy your own company. Go and do things for yourself, things that make you feel good, um, things that really fill your bucket. Might be like for me, I went and took the dog for a big giant walk at sunset. It might be watering the plants, doing some meal prep. For me, I'm also always trying to do, I do the the yuck stuff, the stuff I don't want to do. That's on my list first. The thing I really did not want to do the most this weekend was marking. So Saturday morning, 5am, there I was sitting, marking, getting it done. Doing those things and looking after yourself can help to free up time and space so that you can work towards being that true version of yourself. I guess my biggest thing would be to say that it takes a long time and it is a constant journey. It takes a lot of kindness and compassion directed towards yourself because it's not magic It's not like you can go, right, I'm going to start living my truth today and off I go. It's about finding those little things, taking little steps every day towards the things that fulfill you and make you happy. 100% there'll be moments that where you're doubting yourself and thinking, what am I even doing? Uh, I have to say that even with the podcast, I had a few weeks where I thought, what am I doing? Like, is I'm not even sure. And then as soon as I start back again, I'm like, yep, I love doing this. It's really fun. And I have a vision for it. And I don't really know 100% where that's going, but it's just keep on taking the steps to move closer towards the thing, the next thing, whatever that might be. The biggest lesson is I am way too trusting of other people and not trusting enough of myself. People can tell me anything about themselves or their lives or what's going on and I just believe them, take them at their word. What a great person. 100% put my trust into other people. And that's okay. I think that's, it's not a fatal flaw. I think it's good to be trusting to some degree. 
the problem is not trusting myself and knowing that all people come and go in our lives everyone like even if you are in a long-term marriage at some point you're going to be alone like this might sound terrible but I would say best case scenario would be maybe not best case but a scenario could be that your you and your partner went to high school together and you got married soon after you ticked all the boxes, you're still together and you get to 85 and you get to die before they do. Like that would be the best case because you really wouldn't have to deal with them ever leaving you. Um, I think that's pretty rare. At some point, people are going to leave and the only person that you truly have is ourselves. And I would even argue that regardless of whether you have a person, uh, a um significant relationship whether you have that or not I would argue that you should still only trust in yourself anyway because if you're trusting yourself how you feel what you need living your truth then you can be the best version of yourself for them I believe that we know ourselves best and that is a a big lesson, really. I don't need someone to tell me what I think and what I should do and how I should have done something or how I could fix that. Or I know, I know the person who I am on the inside. I live to those values and nobody can tell me otherwise. I will continuously work to live the true version of who I am. The whole this whole journey of living your truth, and I do talk about this in episode, uh, sorry, the living your truth part one, and it honestly all came about from Lauren Verona, um, who owned my yoga studio and sadly passed away a few years ago. The journey really started when I set foot in that studio, and for me, I've transformed from an unhappy, unfulfilled, unhealthy and insecure version of myself into someone who is genuinely happy, grateful, fit, healthy and confident. Um, I know that my days are not perfect and I still have those days of doubt and I still have those days of loneliness and, you know, wondering like what is my life going to end up looking like and all of that sort of stuff. But deep down, I'm taking those steps to be that real authentic version of myself. And it's actually quite liberating knowing that people will either show up for that or not. Whether people like who I am or not is up to them. But I do know that I am a far better person now than I've ever been and I encourage anyone to come on that journey to to start searching, start searching for what is your truth and what are those things that are going to make you happy. You don't need to follow my steps. You don't need to um, end your marriage and find yourself heartbroken in a relationship. Um, Don't do what I do. 
necessarily, unless that's what you want to do. Um, but, you know, you just, you don't know where it's going to take you on the journey. And that's kind of, it's quite scary, but it is also really exciting and freeing. And it's a constant evolution of who you are as a person and what you can be. You know, we only get this one shot. And I, my biggest regret would be not living this true, happy version of myself for myself, for my children. Um, that that would be a huge regret. So I would be really interested in, if you have any questions or you want to talk more about how to start living your truth. You can email me at undamagedwithmia at gmail.com or reach out on Facebook or Instagram, undamagedwithmia. Um, it is... It's a process. There's no manual for it. Um, but I can promise, you know, when you do start really tuning in to that internal voice and knowing of who you are, that your life will change in the most remarkable ways. Uh, and if, if that's what you're looking for or you're needing I say run don't walk um thank you so much again for tuning in I really appreciate uh people listening and again if you value what you're hearing please share share with your friends or your family if you think that anybody else might be able to take something away from it um that would be much appreciated. Thank you so much. I'm off to get organized for my working week. I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing at the present time, um, it is filling up your bucket. And I suggest maybe when you go to bed tonight, when you're closing your eyes, give yourself an extra 10 or 15 minutes to just lie there and and, and pose yourself some questions like, am I really happy? Am I really doing the things that I want to do? Is there maybe just one thing I want to try differently? Maybe it's the way you interact with someone. Maybe it's a skydive. Who knows? Um, but try and sit with that. Give yourself that little bit of time to ponder. And I will say too, now I'm, I was closing the episode, now I'm launching on again. But I will say, I find it to be very beneficial to have your eyes closed. So I know you can sit with a cup of tea on a couch or coffee or whatever it might be and you're looking around and you're taking everything in. I would truly sort of suggest to you that wherever you're able to meditate, if you can close your eyes um, I tend to close my eyes and focus on my third eye chakra, which is in between your two eyes. And there's no distraction. You're they literally, you're just literally in your own head. I think that can be really helpful so that you don't have the distractions, the visual distractions around you. Um, so I suggest if you are 
keen to have a think about, even if you're going, no, what is she on about living your truth? What a load of rubbish. My life's amazing. I'm happy for you. That is so good to hear. But even if you're just a little bit curious, maybe there's just one great thing you could add into your life. Might be a fun activity. Might be a great new way of interacting with someone that you haven't before. Anyway, reach out to me if you'd like to. Otherwise, I hope you go on to have a great day, week, evening. I will chat again to you soon.